Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampin. And my guest today is an IT professional and content curator, Mr. Cartier Butler. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Man, look, it's funny because me and you, we, we live in the same area. And mm-hmm. I was running to you and you're a young dude, but I never really knew how young you was because you like so professional and shocked. And I was like, man, like you, you really impressive for, especially for 20, you're impressive for any age, but 23, like, man, you're extremely professional. It's really an honor to get to talk to you. Man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm happy to be on the show. How you been though? How's everything going? Everything is good. Um, you know, just taking things one day at a time, trying to, you know, find different ways to grow just, you know, personally, professionally, um, you know, in my business. So, you know, just trying different things, failing at different things, learning at different things, growing at different things, man. So, but overall, everything's been good. We're going to get into the, the IT stuff, but I want to, I want to stay with the bit. You said you're trying to create your own business. So I have my own business right now. So um, as you mentioned in the intro, I am a content creator as well. So um, I'm building a media company. Um, and I think for me, one of the biggest things that I've always wanted to do was showcase my different style of fashion. I'm in love with the 90s, man. The 90s has always been, you know, my thing. Um, granted, I was born in the 90s, but I was born at the tail end of the 90s, so I didn't really get to experience it. But, man, the music, the style, the feel, like, it's just amazing. So I just, you know, show off my my, my fashion, um, the things that I love um, in life, you know. But, you know, my one of my main goals is to eventually have a podcast um, and, you know, a whole slew of other things. But just we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna build one block at a time. How'd you so because you was born, you said you was born late in the 90s. Yeah. How'd you get how'd you get to learn so much about the 90s? Uh my dad, man. Like he um he listened to a lot of 90s music. Um, you know, of course, it's always your parents when you get your influence from. But um Jay-Z was always one of his favorite rappers and he eventually became one of my favorite rappers. And you know, just really seeing, you know, when you start like watching like a lot of those music videos from then, you know, just a lot of the music, man, the feel was a lot different than today's music, man. It's like it felt more wholesome. It felt more real. It felt more like I could connect to it. Um, and so as I started coming into my own, I just adopted the love. Um, and I adopted like just a lot of the things from the nineties. Like I, people say all the time, like, Oh, I don't agree with this, but they say this all the time. They say, I look like a Lorenz Tate. I don't <laughs> think I do. <laughs> I don't think I do. Um, but you know, it's the feel, it's the, it's the swag. It's, it was just different back in the nineties. So, yeah. So do you um do you listen to any of the rappers now? Like, are you comfortable with any of them? I mean, they cool. Um, I say Drake for sure. I'm more so of a of a lyric a lyrical rapper, man. I, I I listen to the bars. I listen to the punchlines. I listen to, you know, how you how you just put everything together to beat everything. So like, I'm more so of a, a Jada Kiss, more so of a Jay Z, uh, fabulous, you know, type vibe. I think the only people that's probably closest to that that's mainstream. Um, I would say Drake. Um, I do listen to Drake, uh, but as far as like a lot of new rappers, I listen to them, but I wouldn't say that like they are like my top five, right? So Gunna, Young Thug, um, Lil Baby. Lil Baby is he, he good though. Um, so it's a couple rappers I listen to, but I don't listen to a lot of them. This is really interesting to hear somebody your age talking about like not really. So I guess your father influence just didn't go away, huh? It didn't go away, man. And then I think personally for me, I can connect a lot to like a lot of Jay-Z music just from, you know, Reasonable Doubt all the way up to, you know, 444, his latest album. Um, 
And, you know, I just, that's what I look for. I, I, I was, I was told, and this is so funny, it makes sense though, but I was told like, even like when I was in my mom's stomach, she loved music. So she would always like play music. And I guess I would move around a lot. And I, I you know, they, I guess they say you kind of do start having influence when you are in the womb. But uh, it makes sense because that's all I listen to all day is music. I got to be listening to music. <laughs> got you, man. I got you. Let's talk about um, your, your career. Like I mentioned sure. before, an um, IT professional. How'd you get involved with IT? Um, so way back in, what's this, 23? So I think way back in uh, 2019, um, I was uh, you know up and coming guy. You know, I've been on my own since I was 17. Um, so, you know, up and coming guy, just really trying to figure life out, man. And, um, I started working. I never went to college. Started working and like just really trying to find my footing. You know, you know how it is trying to like pay bills, trying to like actually like live. And um, you know, I, I started. I was working so many jobs, man. I started as an insurance agent, working for State Farm. Um, didn't like it and went back to working at a community center. I was working at because I was like sixteen. Um, and then uh, went. I was like, you know what? Let me try this again. I'm not a quitter. I can't. So it's like, for me, it's just like, you know, let's, let's try it until it works. So I was like, let me try it again. So I went back into real estate. I said real estate. I went back into insurance and I started working for Allstate. Um, it was cool, but I, I noticed that I didn't love it. I didn't, I didn't really like it. I was just doing it for a paycheck. Um, so I left there and I got a job at T-Mobile. So started selling phones, but I was always pretty decent, you know, with, with IT. Um, or pretty decent, you know, with technology. And uh, my great grandmother had passed away on my mother's side. Um, and um, this this guy at the funeral, he knew me, but I didn't know of him. Um, and, you know, he would just you know, ask me the same question. Like, you know, what you doing now? Like, you know, where are you in you know, life? What are you trying to get into? Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm actually trying to, you know, get into IT. And I had just got into this program called Year Up, um, where they you go through a year program. And, you know, through that year program afterwards, you're intern at a specific company and the company can decide if they want you. Um, but he had got me in contact with one of his contacts who was currently in Department of Defense. And, um, you know, I got my foot in the door by becoming a, a VTC technician. So that's just video um, tech, you know, video, audio um, uh, technician. And from there, you know, I got my cert, my security plus, and I got promoted to uh, IT tech. And that's that's really how it started. Before you, before you decided on IT, was college ever in your plans or? No. No, honestly, man, I really have an entrepreneurial spirit. <clears throat> I never wanted to go to college because I didn't necessarily feel it was necessary, you know, to have in life. Um, I feel like that's the that's what they tell you. Like, oh, you got to go to college. You got to do this. You know, maybe, you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago, it was definitely something that you have had to have. But, you know, I just never thought it was I never thought it was, uh, it was something that I needed. I was a good student in, in school, but I never really cared for school. You know what I mean? Um, always wanted to work for myself. Always wanted to really do what I wanted to do. As uh, <laughs> as freeing as that sounds. You know, they, because it's actually you say that like they always telling us like you have to go to college to be successful. You know, yeah. it basically they just ingrained in you that college is necessary. Yep. Yep. So did you were you ever uncomfortable telling people like I don't want to go to college? Like that's not the path I'm going down. Oh, I've always been an outspoken person. Like I've always been a person that had my own mind. Um, I never really liked to follow the crowd. I've always gone against the grain and, and everything that I did since I was a kid. Um, and I said it proudly. You know, people would look at me crazy, like, oh, like, you know, what you mean? I want to go to college, like, you're not gonna be successful. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's your opinion. That's fine. But you know, I think for me, 
I think it's so ingrained into our minds because it's like they call it the American dream. The American dream leaves you in debt, man. And I never really wanted to be in debt, you know? And I felt like, for me, I felt like college was that surefire way of of leading me to debt. And don't get me wrong, I will say college has helped a lot of people in their lives and has given them, you know, a different life. But personally, for me, I didn't think it was was something that I needed. I want to back up to something and and feel, if if you want to answer, it's cool, but if not, I understand. Okay. Um, you mentioned that you was on your own at 17. Was that by choice or? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 50-50. Uh, I'm going to say 50-50 only because, um, you know, my father raised me, great father, single father. You know, he did what was best for me and, you know, he instilled a lot of great things into me. Um, however, you know, we had an agreement. We had, we, we had some talks of, of some things that, if were to happen that transpired, you would have to leave the home. Um, now, granted, I wasn't a troublemaker, I promise. I know that probably has been a salad, but I wasn't a troublemaker. Um, you know, but it was just some things that we differed in opinion on. Um, and I had to leave, you know what I mean? And, and it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, you made your bed, so you gotta lay in it and uh, you, gotta, you gotta keep going. Um, but I, I wasn't gonna allow that to stop me from creating a life for myself um, and stop me from moving forward, you know, so. Um, I had to do what I had to do and been doing it ever since. Was you scared? I think absolutely. Absolutely. You get out in the world, you don't really know, you know, what to expect. You don't really know, you know, how to do certain things. A lot of things are not taught, you know, especially in the black community. You know, we talk about financial literacy. We're talking about, you know, um, you know, just a lot of life things that you you should know. Some a lot of times though, you know, you gotta actually go through it to get it. But, you know, I think um I wouldn't take this experience away. If I can go back in time, I would not not have this happen. Um, I think it's taught me a lot of things, but you know, one thing I can definitely say about my father, although we don't see eye to eye, um, is he gave me the blueprint. He gave me a lot of things and a lot of skills that a lot of people don't have now. Um, and so I was able to you know, really know how to deal with certain situations. I, I was able to really you know, maneuver and move a certain way that allowed me to be successful and continue to to, to rise above, you know, the the occasion. This is a two part question. Okay. Um, if you had if you had went back and said to your dad, you know what, you was right, I was wrong. I don't know what happened. You don't need to discuss it. Whatever happened, happened, you went back home and said, you know what, you was right, you was wrong. I learned my lesson. Can I come back home? That's the first part. One, do you think he would have accepted you back? And two, did you ever even get to a point where you wanted to go back? I'm actually, I'm gonna ask you your first question first. And I think that might set the precedence for the first question. I'm asking you your second question first. I think this might set the precedence for your first question. Okay. Um, honestly, I wouldn't want to go back. Um, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to go back because there can never be two kings in a castle. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think for me, I love my father to death, you know, but I, I think for me, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense for my growth. It wouldn't make sense for who I aspire to be, you know, as an individual, but also as a man and in the way that I'm trying to go about life, you know, and I think um, I would definitely have a conversation with him as far as explaining to him like, hey, you know, this is, this is who I am as a person, right? Accept me 
believe me, right? I think I think we all come with something. We all deal with things. Um, and I would definitely have a man-to-man conversation with them. You know, I think one of the biggest things that I feel like fathers sometimes forget, uh, and I, I think I can kind of say it from a, from a child's perspective. I'm, I'm never a parent. The viewpoint is always going to be a lot different. Um, and especially because of the things that you went through in life as a parent. And I think, I think for my father, I think he had me kind of like restrained as a child. And I think he expected a lot of perfection from me. Mm -hmm. I can't be perfect. I'm I'm imperfect. Right. Um, As well as, you know, I, I think I would explain to him, you know, Hey, this is what I actually needed from you. You know, the old adage is they say that you always love people how you wish you were loved. And I think that um, with him, I know he expected and he wanted the best for me, but I think a lot of times instead of pushing and, and, and trying to max me out, I think sometimes I wish you would have met me with love. Sometimes I wish you would have met me with understanding and, you know, actually, you know, trying to understand where I'm coming from instead of pushing his own agenda. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, and again, it's easier to say when you're, you know, when you're a child and, you know, you're not, you're not looking at it from a parent's POV. Um, but I think me and him are two different people. Um, and so I think that what worked for you and, you know, what, what was who you were as a child, I'm not that person. So you can't, you can, but you can't father me or you can't mother me like who you used to be. Because I'm, I'm me. Get to know me for me and apply what you got to apply to help me grow and help me reach the level that I need to reach. Was there a point that you were nervous that you wouldn't, you wouldn't make it, things wouldn't work out? No, no, I've I've never really had that thought process or feeling um, until now at 23. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've always been, and this is actually, it's funny because before the show we were talking about, you know, me having my own podcast and, you know, I, I think, you know, I've always been a person who always knew for sure what I was going to do. And when I say I was going to do it, I was going to do it. And I did it. Um, but I think a lot of that, you know, a lot of that at 17, been on your own, I was going through life in survival mode. So I was not really as emotionally intelligent as I could have been. I wasn't, um, I wasn't really validating my thoughts and, and how I felt with things. It was just that this is what it is. You got to keep going, block out all the noise and just tunnel vision. Um, but I would always notice like why I always felt so upset or why I always felt so angry or like, un- like uneasy inside. And I think um, I really believe that starting therapy at, what I started therapy, what, 20, 20, 21, 22, 21? Um, it really helped me to see a different side of life. You know, I think a lot of times, like we think we gotta go through pain in order to get success. And that's not the case. Um, and I think we really have a lot of things that's really deep rooted in our life that we don't necessarily understand because uh, it's all connected. How you were treated as a child up to your adults and how you maneuver through life, you know, it's all connected. And I think me going through therapy really helped me to understand, OK, like I'm not that guy who just getting out of, you know, living with his parents at 17 now being on his own anymore. You know, I'm a 23 year old, you know, young guy. Um, I'm doing pretty well for myself. Now the question is, how do I maneuver from being in survival mode to actually being in living life? You know, um, I think those are two different 
two different things. And I, I don't think that's really taught, you know, in our community. I don't really think that's taught really in life, honestly. Um, and I think that's where I am right now. And I'm asking myself that question, like, okay, you know, being, you know, in my career, but more importantly, just in my content career, you know, how can I really establish myself how I want to, right? How can I build a foundation and a platform that can be trusted, that's authentic, you know, that has a, a brand that is different from everybody else? And so I think those were those questions come like, okay, like, all right, are you going to, like, how are you going to do this? You know, sometimes the self-doubt may come in and may creep in and it's like, hmm, all right, this is not working. So how do I pivot to do this? You know, so um, I think I can definitely say some of those thoughts kind of happen now, um, but, you know, not to a point where it, it cripples me. It comes and it goes, but, you know, it's just, it's just about moving forward. How did you arrive at the decision to actually go to third? Because again, you when I listen to you, man, I can't. It's just hard to wrap my mind around the fact that you're 23 because you're just so polished and professional. How did you arrive at that decision, man? Just to say, you know what, I need to talk to somebody. I got to get some help. Yeah, man. Um, so I was actually in a relationship uh, with my best friend uh, about two years ago, and um, I realized that there were some things that I was doing in our relationship um, that. Wasn't, wasn't even her fault, right? But because she was that person that was there, the blame was on her. Um, and I had to like really realize like, like dude, like, like after everything was said, and, well, actually no, while we were dating, I actually wasn't there, but um, I had to realize like, yo, like there's like really are some things that are deep rooted within me. Um, I, I don't really have the best relationship with either of my parents at that. So um, I think I really just wanted to understand you know, I really wanted to understand. I really wanted to understand why I, you know, feel the way that I feel, why I think the way that I think, you know, um, and why I move the way that I move. And I think once I really took that step, it was uncomfortable. You know, no one really teaches you how to deal with therapy or how to maneuver through therapy. Everybody's journey is completely different, um, you know, but I think it's one that everybody should try. And I think they should try it because, when you live a more intentional life of actually knowing exactly what you're doing, how you're doing it, um, and, you know, becoming more self-aware of yourself, you open up a different kind of realm in a sense where, one, you take things less personally because you understand that everybody is moving through some sort of trauma um, or there's a reason why they react the way that they react. It's not necessarily you, you know. And I think, but more so just really learning yourself for self so that when you are in these relationships, friendships, whatever the case may be, you know, you can point out when you are making a mistake or, you know, when you are doing something, but also really taking accountability and responsibility for your part in things. And in the world that we live in, everybody is so like point the finger, point the finger, like, you know, it's never me. Everybody's, you know, just has this victim mentality. And it's like, you'll never really maneuver through life how you want to with that victim mentality. You know, you won't really have that true peace within yourself and in your mind, you know, without really understanding yourself and understanding like, hey, you know what, you know what, no, I, I was actually wrong. This is why I was wrong. And this is how I want to move forward with having a solution to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, or, you know, if it does happen again, I can pinpoint to say, you know what, I seen that I did this, you know, I notice it. This is what I'm working on to move forward. and. Um, that's what I really want to do. So I've been, what, three years now in therapy. Um, every day is a fight, man. It's, it's a constant battle. It's a constant, you know, thing of really learning who I truly am and to be able to share that 
with someone else in the future. Did you did you have did you have anybody like you know you said you and your dad wasn't really seeing eye to eye? Yeah. Um, did you have anybody that you could like lean on for advice, like friends, uncles? Because again, your your age is so different because at, at leaving home at seventeen, you know, a lot of times we'll go to our peer groups, our friends around us, to give us advice. But your peer group. <laughs> Is is kids like at, yeah. least, at least I'm thinking your peer group is friends. Like you can't really go to them for life advice, and you are yeah. basically being a man on your own. So, uh, yeah. is there anybody you could go to? Uh, so yes and no. I think for me, I will always was by myself for the most part. Even as a, as a kid, even though I do have siblings, um, I was the only one living with my dad at the time. And uh, I was usually, you know, always in the house, you know, always by myself. Like I said, my dad kind of had me restricted. Um, so granted, being an adult, you know, you, you're trying to figure things out. So, you know, I did have friends, but I was always a, I was always my own thinker, even to this day. I'm, I'm always my own thinker. So I can pinpoint, I'm so aware and can read people um, where I knew that maybe this person wouldn't understand or this person wasn't even right in their own life to even give me any type of advice. Um, so not necessarily, I've always hung around older people. Um, and I, I, I love wisdom. You know, I, I like to really be able to sit and listen to somebody talk. And if I ask a question, I just really get their viewpoint or even see how it, you know, transpired in their own life. Um, so I had, you know, people here and there that I could talk to. You know, I had, you know, different, you know, elders in my family, you know, my grandparents or, um, you know, my godparents, you know, just to talk to. But I think with that, you do got to be careful because everybody is kind of coming from a different viewpoint. A lot of times, sometimes from hurt, sometimes from their own personal experience, and that experience may not be your experience. So it's like you take what they say with a grain of salt and you take out the parts that you, you can um, use. Um, but I think for the most part, I was always in my own mind. You know, I was always really just really trying to figure it out and really trying to see what was the best way of going about things. I can definitely say for a long time, and even now I struggle with it, you know, just really relying on myself, right? When you've been on your own for so long, you know, you don't, I used this analogy recently, when you're holding the world up with your shoulders and somebody tries to put their hand in there to help you hold it up, you hit their hand away because you're like, well, wait, nah, because if I let this thing go, this whole thing is coming down. Right. So I have to trust you and I have to be able to know that, hey, you're going to be here and you're going to stay here because the minute you take your hand out, it's gone. You know, so I think for me, it was really having to learn how to rely on other people, how to trust people, you know, and how to really like, you know, kind of allow others who love me, who genuinely show that to kind of show the load as well. You left because you left home so early. Yeah. Do you feel like life actually sped up for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I felt like that my entire life, actually. You know, I, I think um, the things that I've been through in, in my life, I wasn't really able to, uh, I don't really felt like I had a childhood, honestly. Um, I really felt like I had to always be 50 steps ahead of everybody else in my thinking and the things that I was doing. You know, so it translated into my adulthood. You know, I knew the things that I had to do. It was no if and buts about it. You know, for me, I got my first place at 22. Actually, this month makes it a year that I've been in my place. Uh, excuse me, last month made it a year that I've been in my place. And um, I just had to accept it for what it is. 
You know, I recently even more so came to that realization that I can't do the things that other people do. It always hurts me two times more because I one, I know better, but two, that's just not the life that I live. You know, um, but the, I, I think being in the, the mindset that this is going to help somebody else in the future um, and or, you know, this is more steps towards my actual destiny and the things that I really want to do. Um, so it definitely sucks. It's like it's a gift and a curse because it's like you you kind of experience things before people. But it's like also like, damn, like, you know, I wish I could kind of like relax. I wish I can kind of like, you know, do things, you know, like do things that other people can do, but it's just not my story. Yeah. What age would you say like things started to like actually turn the corner? Like for lack of better terms, you started to figure it out. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say even now, I thought I had it figured out, but I don't. <laughs> like, I think you'll never really figure out life, man. And I think that's something I'm really starting to learn to embrace. I think uh, at a certain point in time, you can kind of control certain things, but even to that point, you really never control anything. Really, God controls all things. And um, I think, I will, I will say this, though. I think things started getting better for me. I'll say, this is going to kind of sound crazy, but really after my relationship ended, um, really after that relationship, and then me and her, we're great friends to this day. Like, that's still my, that's still my best friend. That's still my homie. But after that relationship ended, it really forced me to really do some soul searching, some digging, to really understand who I really was. Um, and to really understand, to really look that man in the mirror and see all of my ugly parts. That's the hardest thing anybody can do. And a lot of people don't do it because it's so hard and it's so like, oh my God, like, I'm not who I thought I was. Or I didn't know that this part of myself was this unattractive. And um, once I really started learning those things about myself, accepting those things about myself and really working on those things, I think is when it really started to turn a corner for me. You know, I think mentally and emotionally, I started getting better. I started feeling better. I started feeling more uh, present. I started feeling more like the, like the world wasn't necessarily on my shoulders. I can breathe. Um, and then, you know, financially too, you know, uh, things started getting better. I think at, Honestly, no, I'll say at 20, at 20, I was making pretty good money. At 20, I was making about $48,000. Okay. Then I had got the promotion to uh, tech at my first IT job. Then I started making 56. Then it just started going up. Um, I I went, started working at the Pentagon at 21. Um, I think at that time I was making about 70, 70, yeah, about the 70 range. And then it just kept going up. So did it take because you were so young in these positions? Yeah. Did you feel like it was hard to get people respect? No, not at all. I think being in those positions, I'm I'm more so I'm a really down to earth guy, right? I think I will say this: if I don't respect how you move, if I don't respect you know how you how you do things, what you say to me is going to go in one or the other because I can't really rely on your word. I can't really rely on what you're saying because what you're doing doesn't even make sense. I will say that, um, but I think there's a fine, a fine balance between allowing somebody a space to really have an opinion and actually taking that opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I think for me, I've all, I always give people respect until you show me otherwise. Then it's it's a little bit different. But um, I feel like you can learn from anybody. I've always been that always been that way. I've always wanted to learn. You know, but I'm more susceptible to listen to someone who's actually doing the work and actually 
handling their business. If you if you're not, I ain't, I really ain't that for you. You you are you you you're a very intelligent young man. Thank you. Spoken like extremely professional. Are you? This is another like two part question. One: mm-hmm. Are you a reader? And if you are, is there any particular books that you've read that really influenced your perspective? Absolutely, man. Um, perks of being in the house all the time as a kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> read a lot of books. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I I do. I recently gotten back into reading. I kind of fell off of it a little bit, but I'm more so into self help books, financial finance literacy books. Um, there's a book I'm reading right now um, by Amy Morin. Um, it's called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. Hmm. Um, and in that book, you know, it really just talks about, you know, just different things, you know, from, from, from trauma, from, you know, resentment to forgiveness to, you know, just really a lot of different things that we as humans really go through and that we feel. Um, and I view myself as a very mentally strong individual. You know, but I feel like there's always room for improvement. Um, and I think that uh, it's a really great read. I definitely encourage anybody to read it. I'm actually almost done the book. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think my next book, I've also read The Psychology of Money. Um, I forget who the author was of that, money, uh, of that book, but you know, just, just really, I'm really into really getting to understand myself, really understanding how my brain works, you know, really understanding how I work. Um, so that's really all kind, you know, kind of been my 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 uh, my my book reads. I remember when me and you we 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 ran into each other at a gas station, and yeah. we was talking. We didn't talk for a long time, but we was talking mm-hmm. for for a few minutes. And mm-hmm. one thing that you said that stuck with me, you was like, "You got a good job, but you don't have the student debt." Yeah. What, like, and I don't think enough people understand like how crippling that student debt is. So for you, because I'm, I'm assuming that you know people that are saying it like have student debt. For you personally, what is, I want you to describe that feeling of actually making good money to be able to do the things you want to do, mm-hmm. not having that weight of student loan debt. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Um, one, hearing the stories that a lot of people my age and older have, it feels good not to be and not to have that student loan debt, because some people are in the six figures with that. Some people are more, some people are less, but um, I think it just proved myself right. Going back to what I said earlier, I never thought I needed it to be successful. And I think that's what they tell you. Society tells you because it's the so-called American dream and it's trying to keep up with the Joneses, but the Joneses have been broke for a long time. So <laughs> I think uh, for me, it's like just listening to them and I'm like, man, you know, part of me on the inside is like, like, good job. Like, I'm happy that you didn't do it, you know? Um, but I will say this for me, although I don't have the student loan debt, making mistakes, you know, just not really understanding financial literacy, how I, how I think I should have been taught. I made some mistakes. You know, I definitely, even right now, I don't mind saying this, but I have credit card debt. Granted, it's not like crazy, mm-hmm. but it's still debt. Right. It's still something that I'm actually working to get out of. And, you know, I understand the reason for me getting into it, you know, really going through a breakup at the time, not really understanding how to manage my money, how I should. You know, so I think all of those things, especially money management, it's a skill. man. And it's a skill. You can't know how to do something if you've never been taught something. Right. But at a certain point in time, I've always said this. There's a certain point in time in your life where you can never say, I don't know, especially as a man. Right. Especially if you plan on having a family, if you plan on, you know, really mentoring other people, 
Um, just really for yourself, really being able to lay that foundation. You cannot go through life saying, I don't know. Figure it out. You got the internet at your disposal. You have books at your disposal. You have people at your disposal. Um, and so for me, I've just been on that journey of really learning, you know, not only how, you know, finance works, but also the language. You know, I think um, I'm actually on pace to be credit card debt free by the end of the year, which I'm very happy about. Um, you know, but I want to be able to take this knowledge and I want to be able to help other 20 year olds. You know, I, I, I want to be able to push other people to go on that journey. It's uncomfortable, man. It's very uncomfortable, you know, but, you know, when you come on the other side of that, it's going to feel it's going to feel real good. Do you do you actually do any mentoring? Because you say you want to like help young men get back. Do you actually are you currently doing any mentoring or anything? I'm not. Um, I actually started. You know, on my on my social media, I took it down though. I had started a sixty seconds with Cardi um, kind of segment on my my on my page, and it was just more so with dealing with mental health, dealing with you know things that I've been through, you know, in life. And um, I took it down only because I didn't when I would play it back and I would listen. I heard a lot of pain in my voice, and I want to be able to help people, and I want to be able to. I want it to be a conversation. I don't want it to be a situation where it's like, oh, I'm telling you, you to do this and you need to do this. It's, it's, it's like, no, but I understood that I know I want to come from a place of, 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 of healing, a place of love. It's like, and my, this is how I look at it. It's like you trying to teach somebody how to be a billionaire if you never taught somebody how to be a billionaire. Like Jeff Bezos could teach a course and you're going to listen because he's done it, mm -hmm. right? And I think for me, it showed me that there's still more work that I have to do. And I'm okay with that, you know, but I know that if I want to come from this place, I got to take a step back and really look at myself, really work on myself and to help myself to get there so that I can help others get there. And that's, that's, that's kind of just been my process with it. And I have a lot of people who come to me for advice and who want to talk and, you know, who really value my, 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 my voice. Um, but as far as answering your question, I haven't really started mentoring, but it's definitely something I want to do. What what if the podcast? Um, after talking to you for this uh, almost forty minutes, I guess now I would be very entertained. I'm sure. What yeah. your, what were you looking at creating on your podcast? What kind of podcast are you looking to do? Um. So honestly, man, eventually, you know, I want I do want my podcast to be centered around on YouTube for sure because I want to have longer, you know, longer sessions. But um, I really wanted to be centered around a lot of things, man. Mental health you know, uh, emotional health, you know, financial literacy, just real life experiences really been a place where we can have authentic conversations and just really take the mask off from being in the world, man. I think, especially social media, social media is a drug and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, everybody is masking them true selves. And I think really giving others a space to really connect, really like, understand like oh so i'm not the only one that actually goes through this um or i'm not the only one that actually feels this so i'm not crazy or you know there are other people out there like me you know i think that's something that we need granted there's so many different other people who have that space for people but everybody is unique there's something that i can bring that this person cannot bring not really compare myself but just more so i want to be one of those people who can help you know, other people and just really have, you know, conversation. There are a bunch of people who have been on their own at 17. There are a bunch of people who, you know, who have gone through my same things and are really trying to navigate life in their early 20s at 17, maybe later on in life. It doesn't matter. We can all learn from everybody. So 
Um, I really, I really want that to be an authentic space that we can all come together. Cause I'm not perfect, man. Like I tell people all the time, people, you know, say that, you know, to me, they're like, man, you know, you, you know, young dude, man, you, I couldn't even believe that you're 23 or, you know, you got a good head on your shoulders and, you know, you're doing your thing. And I'm like, man, if only you knew, <laughs> if only you knew, man, it's, it's, it's a fight. And it's, it's something that you got to really wake up every day and choose to do. You, you talk about um, you, you and you're not the only one that's that had to, you know, go on their own at 17. Yeah. And let's be honest, a lot of times when that you go on your own that early, the odds are it's not going to end well. Um, yeah. and, 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 and especially as a black man, we exposed to so many different things, drugs, Absolutely. alcohol. Absolutely. So many things could pull us in the wrong direction. But it seems like you was able to man to not only escape it but thrive and be successful so yeah. do you ever personally just look back and say man you know i got some things to do with some things i want to accomplish but i really am pleased with where i am because it could be a lot worse now that you say that i need to do more of it um i do feel like at my t- at times i do look back and i you know even standing in my house i, I kind of you know sometimes before i go to sleep or just standing in the middle of the house and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for what i have it may not be a lot but you know, I'm getting the house together. I'm getting things in my life together piece by piece. Um, but I do have to do more of it. I do have to be more in a grateful gratitude space um, because I could be in a different space right now. I could be dead. You know what I mean? I could be, you know, just really down and out. And I'm not, you know, I have my things and I'm working on the things that I do go through. But, you know, honestly, I can say at 23, I'm, I'm doing a damn thing. And I'm doing pretty, pretty good for myself for sure. Man, this is bad. Look, I didn't expect to get this much from you. Yeah. Um, but it's truly been an honor, pleasure having this conversation with you. And let me say, man, like I've only known you for a couple months. Yeah. But I've, you are a really impressive man. I don't even want to say young man, but Thank you're you. a really impressive man. And you should be, you should be proud of you should be proud of all the things you accomplished. And I don't know, you know, I hope you and your dad talking. But um, he should be he should be proud too, and I hope you 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 said something that was really key. He gave you the tools and the resources to succeed, Absolutely. and I hope that your father understands. Like he's proud of who you become because you really you 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 really are a good young a good a good man. Like I like times we've interacted. Like it's been pleasure. It's been enjoyable, and it's been great to have this conversation. And whether you know it or not, like you really are inspiration to a lot of people. People who who would really know your story, I'm sure you inspire them. So, man, I hope you do get the podcast launched. Um, Because yeah. I think you will do a lot of good out here, man. And, and I want to congratulate you because a lot of things could have went left, but Thank you, know, you made sure to do the right thing. You're successful. You, you're thriving. So I salute you, brother. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. It's more work to be done, but you know we're still working. Absolutely, that podcast will will be uh, coming on soon. I definitely want to have you on it on there as a guest. Um, you know, just gotta gotta keep going. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, man, it's been an honor. Before we end this, please tell the people yeah. like how they could follow you and how they can, you know just follow yeah. your page and if they want to interact with you and you open it at. Absolutely, man. You can follow me on Instagram at Cardi. So C A R T I I underscore C A R T I I. You can also follow me on TikTok at uh, Cardi Dadon underscore, which is C A R T I D A D O N underscore. Um, and I look forward to having anybody and everybody who want to support me. So thank you. Hey, Amen. Again, thank you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. 
And Absolutely. I know you got even more great things to come, so I'm excited to see it. Man, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Definitely. I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lent. My Facebook is also Conversations with Lent. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.